0: Thank you for joining us on the shrink think podcast. Mustard here. If you don't know me yet, I'm the person behind the therapy show with Lisa Mustard, which is part of the Psych Craft Network of Podcasts. And I'm so proud to be a part of this network along with Aaron and Nathan of the Shrink Think Podcast and the great work they're doing to help people in their journeys. And if you haven't discovered the therapy show with Lisa Mustard, you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I'd love for you to join me as I interview seasoned and knowledgeable talk therapists to glean valuable insights, techniques, and tools that you can apply to your practice and your life. Plus, some of my episodes qualify for continuing education contact hours. So be sure to check it all out over at lisamustard.com for all my episodes. Plus, you can get your first continuing education contact hour for free. That's lisamustard.com.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Shrink Think podcast. We are recording actually video. Uh, we just did an episode with Pavel. I'm not even going to try to say his last name. It's, I think it's, it sounds like that. It sounds like that. Now. I have no idea how to spell it. He's going to call me later. Uh, apparently, I know that it's not good. <laughs> Probably. Um, but we're trying this. Uh, we recorded the video because he's got an awesome story and People have said before that we wanted to record on, that we should record on video. We're like, okay, let's start with this guy. Um, So here we are, if you're watching, what's happening?
0: Yeah, I think part of it too, is it's easier when you're interviewing somebody to see them. So, because we've done video before, we just never recorded it. Right. We've got lots of video, like behind the scenes
1: footage that maybe one day will come out and you guys will be like, wow, you look so youthful back then. Yes. (laughs) Something like that. Something. But today we're recording for our podcast. It's just uh, the two of us today. We don't have a guest, but welcome if you're watching on video. We're going to talk today about a fantastic topic that kind of goes along with what we've said before in some previous episodes on gaslighting. So whenever that topic comes up, I guess it's like one of those things where people nowadays are like, you know, gaslighting this person, this and this person is gaslighting me and my boss was gaslighting me. And then inevitably the next thing comes up where it's like, and I'm pretty sure he's a narcissist. hmm We're like, oh yeah, really? Yeah, tell me about that. <laughs> um, or or the other thing too, like maybe we'll eventually get into the other one, like that's like, you know, um, my wife was like really emotional. I'm pretty sure she's bipolar. <laughs> <Right>. Like, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Have you ever wondered why? Like, Everyone is a narcissist except for you.
1: <laughs> right. No, I never think about that. <laughs> I just blame everyone else. Oh, you're making a case for yourself, brother. Um, but today we're going to be talking about narcissism. And specifically, we recently read this book that's called Rethinking Narcissism. Um, I should probably remember who the author is. I don't remember who it is. It's Craig Oh, Dr. Craig, Dr. Craig, we're going to go with Dr. Dr. Craig Craig with the C Dr. Craig, Dr. Craig. Yep. Thank you for writing that book, Dr. Craig. (laughs) Uh, It's a good one. I really like the framework for it. It's in a lot of ways, it's nothing new, but it's framing it in a way that to me makes it really digestible for people. And so we're going to talk about that today and kind of flesh it out a little bit. So the premise of this book is that narcissism is not this like, um thing that somebody has, you know, like a disease and you need to get rid of it. And some people have this disease and other people don't have it. Instead, it's based on a very normal developmental need that we all have, which is to feel special. Um, and if you think about that, every child needs to feel special. That's part of what it means to be a child and go through childhood and grow up. Hopefully to have that need satiated in some way. So that you feel good enough about yourself so that you're like, okay, I feel like I'm special enough, you know, from my childhood. I don't need to bring that out into the world and then seek specialness all the time from everyone everywhere. That's where it kind of bleeds into that like narcissism. So the premise here is that, um, Dr. Craig, uh, makes this, this spectrum from like, or this yeah, it's a, it's a spectrum from like zero to ten, right? Zero or one or whatever is on one end of the spectrum and ten is on the other end of the spectrum. And on the lower end of the spectrum, you've got these narcissism deficiencies. These are like anti narcissist traits or tendencies. So if you think about like um, you know, things where you
0: are like I'm a horrible person, stuff like I am. You're so not,
1: bad. Nathan, but I, I think you're great oh oh! you're saying that okay these are things on this spect- yes on the lower end of the yeah. spectrum yes yes <laughs> i thought for a second some of your issues were coming out your trigger
0: oh, right because it's an easy statement right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then the other side of it is i am the awesomest person mm-hmm. um one of the things that dr craig brings up that i think is interesting um and so i want to back up a tiny bit um this is all kind of been inter- around because he unpacks the 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 genesis, the kind of the flow of the world of psychology and how they've interacted, how we've interacted as therapists with this for since Freud. And so, for you therapists out there, um, this is an it's an interesting way to to consume this information because, first of all, he's going to say um, narcissists are one hundred percent made. There is no biological set for this, and what? Like it's nurture,
1: it's, you know. There's it's the total. whole
0: nature nurture. Yeah, this is nurtured. So, so um, the idea. I think the short version is, as we interacted with you know therapists, we interacted with this whole idea, or the doctors, I should say, the psychiatrists interacted with this over time. They they slowly focused on the the spectrum of narcissism that, or the side of the spectrum that is obviously so problematic that, you know, like even Dr. K would be like, yeah, you're not going to be in a relationship with these people. It's it's, it's just not going to happen. This is that
1: extreme narcissism side right. on that higher end, like the 10
0: like, or yeah. 11. Actually, he, actually, yeah. He says, uh, basically if the person is at a nine, Oh, that's right. Nine or higher, it's mm-hmm. not happening. And so I think that's actually done a disservice because, uh, like the foot meaning, like our focus over the years medically clinically has been those people and so that with that um so when you're encountering um, selfishness or self-absorption that's not necessarily that's not narcissism in the sense of like the clinical dsm but what dr craig is saying is like no we can call that narcissism it's just there's actually a healthy form of it like one thing that stuck out to me in the book is like it is actually a good thing research-wise If you believe, if a person believes that they actually have the best spouse that there is, they go like, no, my, my wife is better than your wife or my husband's better than your husband type of a thing. The research supports like, that's actually good.
1: And it makes sense because if you think like, oh, like, you know, my husband's amazing. My wife is so incredible. It's like, what's that going to do for your happiness, right? You're going to think that you've got the greatest catch. You're going to feel really grateful. You're going to be really happy because you've got something that's Fantastic that
0: nobody else has, which is what you want in a partner. And yeah, and don't 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 allow yourself to go like, yeah, you've got the best one for you. No, we're talking about the person the that thinks best. the best, like, yeah. like the capital T H E. Yeah, don't reframe it, and that's okay. And you might be able to see like, oh, that's right, that's the best one for you. Fine, but the reality is, is that the qualities that this person has, you just really admire, right? And you love and you attach to it. So anyway, don't necessarily need to focus all on that that was just something that stuck out to me was there anything that stuck out to you in particular actually
1: yeah well so let me continue with that spectrum because we didn't know you need to
0: go this right now <laughs>
1: the middle of the of the question squirrel <laughs> <laughs> bringing us back here um so on the lower end you've got this like um nathan's a bad person on the top end of the uh the spectrum you've got nathan's incredible <laughs> he's the most awesome ever and then the middle so that would be like i don't even remember the numbers but let's say it's like you know, one, two, three. Um, and then on the top end, it's like eight, nine, ten. Um, and then in the middle of the spectrum, um, you've got this healthy chunk that's like healthy narcissism, right? That's like your four, five, six, something like that. Um, and in that, in that, it's like, okay, if you if you look at that from the standpoint of feeling special, the people in the middle. Need to feel special like everybody should, and they have a healthy amount of ego or I feel special, I am special, I need to feel special. But it's not like this craving, it's not this I'm gonna do this at the expense of my relationships or at the expense of you. Instead, there's this other side too. So move that aside, I kind of think about it from the other standpoint of like you've got these two things that you're juggling. On the one side, you've got me, and on the other side, you've got other people right? And so Dr. Craig is saying a narcissist really only has one of those. I need to feel special. I'm not really concerned about other people. I'm not concerned definitely about your emotions, what you're feeling or going through, because I need to feel special. And that's like the biggest thing that I'm seeing, the lens through which I'm looking. Um, But the healthy narcissist in the middle has got that healthy chunk. So it's probably not going to be as high as as an extreme narcissist. Because they've got some space reserved for, I can see you, I care about you, and I'm sensitive to what your needs are or how you're feeling, right? So there's the, I care about me and I care about you. That's kind of in this middle section. So just because somebody's got a, like a healthy sense of themselves, um, doesn't mean that they're a narcissist. They could be somewhere in the middle because if you can see them actually also genuinely caring about other people, that's a really good thing. Essentially, you've got somebody that's sort of the the cream of the crop in the middle um, because they got the best of both worlds. I feel special and I want to make you feel special.
0: one of the 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 indicators, kind of the the ways that he's trying to help you as the reader connect with this information as far as to use it is he would say, It's really the question, like kind of what you're saying as far as connecting with other people. Um, If this person seems to only care about themselves, how you speak with them while they're doing that is you have to use we language. So there's some people, for example, that are farther on the scale one way or the other. And if if the person is able to respond to we type of language where they were able to connect to that and go, that would be like, okay, that's not necessarily healthy narcissism per se but it's a relationship that you could that that could be navigable depending on how much you want to get into it but my point is that really the question that gets answered um, or the question that needs to be answered when you're trying to evaluate yourself and in, maybe inside of a relationship with a person that you think is a narcissist is can they do they respond when you start to use we language or you know i've Um, we need to figure out how we're going to navigate this, this, and this, because my feeling about it is this, which seems to be pretty important. If they don't care what your feeling is, they ignore the thing entirely and do what they want. You have a problem that that could be a relationship that might not be that navigable.
1: So that's kind of getting into what defines the like extreme narcissism or like your classic narcissist, right? So on the one hand, you've got the too much needing to feel special, right? If that's too excessive, then that's going to drive somebody to put themselves first above and, and in place of other people. He also defined it, I think, as we know, as somebody who typically uses a lot of manipulation or uses manipulation in their relationships, because if that makes sense, it makes sense that if that person is trying to feel special, they'll do all kinds of things position themselves, situations, people, relationships to achieve that, which is not just letting things be what they are, as we've talked about before on this podcast, but instead try to manipulate things to get that need met. And then there's also the avoidance of emotions. That's another one. Like they're just going to talk about pragmatic things or behaviors or outcomes and not want to focus on emotions because that's, that's a danger
0: zone for them. Yeah. One example, that kind of highlights what you are saying, Aaron, about the the type of example you were talking about. And you also mentioned this idea of the lens of focusing on self. An example, because it's a little bit, it can feel a little counterintuitive, is take a boss, take somebody who's who's an employer, whatever, or well, not an employer. Let's just say somebody who is your manager and they respond to another set of managers, right? And so you are a part of a team in which this boss um, comes in and you guys figure stuff out, you have an idea. And now when this person presents it to the next level, they, it's all their idea. They did that's entirely their thing because the lens they're looking through is themselves, And that's it. That's, that's what's kind of meant by that.
1: Like, this is an opportunity for me to be seen or me, my, you know, value to be appreciated essentially.
0: So none of the information that was shared inside that team meeting it is all, it's all about this other person the, the, the team members don't even exist essentially. And that can feel very, um, just crazy making, um, his advice in that scenario is kind of what I was talking about earlier would be maybe to approach the manager with an email and just say, Hey, it's really cool that, that my idea was accepted. I'm appreciating that you shared it. Let me know when you kind of let them, everybody know that our team was involved and I want to be CC'd on the email when it comes back. So you're kind of holding a little bit accountable to like, Hey, there's my idea, but you're also acknowledging that that he was a crucial part too, like in this way. Anyway, just, I just wanted to get a little bit in the weeds because I wanted to to show what that self-focus looks like.
1: I was um, reminded too, there's another element of this. That's the lack of remorse, right? So like in that situation, if the person was a narcissist, then they'd be very self-focused and they wouldn't care. They would just say like, yeah, I'm here to like move the team forward and accomplish things. And I don't really care if it walks over you or if your feelings are hurt because this, you know, like there's no crying in baseball kind of a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Not that Tom Hanks is a narcissist in that movie.
0: (laughs) I'm not, I didn't even watch that movie. I'm like, it's a league of their own it's like oh i did i did i saw that when i was six i'm just kidding yeah 1994 (laughs) when it came out but yeah i guess i wasn't six probably a long time ago i'm ageless
1: so what else about narcissism do you think that um what what are the kinds of things that people often say What, what will they come in i mean for us it's like the therapy office saying like oh blah 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 this person's a narcissist or i think this person might be a narcissist because of these things
0: The typical one on my end is always when I, um, they will feel like this person doesn't care about them at all. Um, they will list things like, um, well, I said this, they didn't even seem to have any feeling about it at all. Um, every single conversation that we have somehow turns out to be about them. You know, like they're not really, they're using everything I say as an opportunity to, to buff themselves up type of a deal.
1: Okay, so let's, that's good, really good. Let's differentiate that from, <laughs> let's differentiate the narcissist from men. <laughs> just a typical. No. <laughs> just, no, he's just a Only guy. men are narcissists. He's just a dude, right? He's um, just a dude, man. He's a dude. He's just a dude. I mean, come on, dude. He's a dude. Let's differentiate that because I think in a lot of ways, uh, we, we are guys, we understand men and we work <laughs> with, I think, especially out here in the Portland area, Portland, Oregon, We experience a lot of like Intel guys that are very left brain, very detached from their emotions, or they've heard about emotions at one point, but they're like, (laughs) I don't know what the purpose of that
0: is, really. It doesn't seem to be good. Every time I see somebody crying, I don't know why I would do that.
1: (laughs) Exactly. What's the point? So like, what's the difference there between, you know, these kinds of guys that we work with and actually we can help and make a lot of progress getting connected
0: to their emotional side. Versus an actual narcissist, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say one of the things is just it's a knowledge-based issue, like uh, to some extent. Meaning, like with those guys, they they don't know how to do it. They're a little nervous about it. Um, they are not prone that way, in the, as far as how they're wired, because um, everything is typically very mechanical. So they experience life through structure, and anything that doesn't fit in a structure it's kind of it's it's counterintuitive
1: mm-hmm. and probably feels unsafe which is why they like the structure and they wouldn't necessarily say it feels unsafe no but, but
0: that's exactly <laughs> what people are experiencing right and the the um the other folks uh, that are there would might be the actual narcissist uh, there's actually a little bit of a similarity they don't like that feeling either um But they also don't value it at all, and they kind of want—they're resistant to any kind of valuation of the other person's experience. So they kind of don't care about what's going on. I mean, they—they are more fluid in the way that they that they do life. So it looks like on the surface they could. Whereas the other group of Intel people, as an example, they would be kind of obviously not not fluid. Mm -hmm. They're very. This is the way they do things.
1: Clunky and yeah. So it kind of sounds like, too, that part of the difference is somebody preferring structure versus somebody who maybe
0: it looks like they're uh, tending toward control. Right. That the they're trying to make life happen for themselves um, and they you are not a human being, you are a tool mm-hmm. to make that happen.
1: So those relationships can end up being utilitarian um, in the sense that, or, or transactional, right. Mm. In the sense that, um, there's a transaction that's happening. I'm getting something from you. You're getting something from me. Um, and I'm, I will give you whatever that thing is, or make you believe you're getting that thing that you're, that you're wanting so that I can get the thing that I need from you.
0: Right. Yeah. I think, um, man, I don't know if I used this movie before, but I'm not recommending this movie by the way, just in clear way, but it's kind of the classic evil narcissist type of a thing murderous narcissist in this movie called American Psycho and I'm trying to remember the actor's name a well-known guy but it wasn't Ed Norton
1: it
0: wasn't Ed Norton it's gonna come to me but he's this business guy he's pretty wealthy and he goes and this is this is dated right I I think it was in the 90s and he sits down amongst this business group at a very well-known hard to get into restaurant like you have to know people to get in So. He's walking in, everything is happening perfectly as it should. And he's just got these new business cards that he wants to, as we would use in the world now, he wants to flex these new business cards on people, right? And this guy beats him to the punch in a way because these guys are like, hey, check out my new card. And he pulls out this card that is actually um, embedded in wood. Right, so this is like next level, mm. and he. So you watch the the character, which I cannot remember his name. Woody he, Harrelson, <laughs> definitely no, not Woody okay. Harrelson. Like, um, oh, I almost have this guy that played Batman most recently, The Dark Knight. Um, Christopher, Christopher um, Walken? No, no, not him. Oh, fellas, no, yeah. no. <laughs> anyway, okay. He looks down. He pulls. You can see him looking at his lapel and pull out the card and look at it and realize this is not going to be good. And you can see that he doesn't feel ashamed. The look on his face is rage, like that it's not going to work like he wanted it to work. And so you can kind of use the example because there's an emotional experience difference between what these folks are doing, like the like a true narcissist versus like the thing that you brought up
1: right because I think in that experience I would imagine that there would be like you said some shame embarrassment something more vulnerable that's like oh are you okay but when you see this like rage you're like whoa that's not what I was expecting would be there and I'm really sort of not just caught off guard surprised but also a bit like uh afraid like whoa
0: what the heck is going on here yeah he's he's very anxious and all he wants to do is get out of the restaurant he he wants to get out Mm -hmm. um i think he portrays that that scene really good but um so there is an emotional process difference and there there's a lot of the folks that i've worked with that really are on the narcissist train um meaning like they're far down maybe i would Mm -hmm. say they'll probably a seven or an eight Mm-hmm. Because the nines are not going to come to therapy. Right. Not going to happen. The eights are drug into therapy. Right. By somebody else. And so are the sevens, but it's doable. Right. Um, those folks um don't often see the point.
1: Unless you give them the point. Like, how can this help your life be better? Meaning, like I, I worked with a guy who was a narcissist years ago, and there was some marriage stuff that was happening. And it was like, here's how I can make your home more peaceful. Because when you come home from your, you know, busy job or whatever, you want to have peace when you get home. This is what he was saying. And it was annoying that he had to talk with his wife sometimes, you know, because like the relationship or whatever. And it's like, well, here's how I can get that off your back. And it's like, oh, that sounds great. <laughs> right. Which, this is the kind of language that we talk, you know, with the narcissist, because there's no emotions they're not offended. They, this is their, how they understand these relationships to be.
0: Yeah, it's frustrating. I imagine some of you out there are frustrated with like, why would I have to do that? And just the mere fact that I might have to do that is just stupid. But if this is kind of one of those things where um, probably the most, uh, I guess the most applicable is the word I want to look for is for those of you who kind of, you're already there. You're in a relationship right now um, you you and you you didn't know it, um, but you're like, man, I'm looking this in the teeth. This is going to be the way it is. If um, there's a lot of investment when you get in a relationship. So maybe for you, you're like, okay, this is helpful. I can maybe make some things more uh, like easier, and and the truth is, p- those guys that are, uh, um, and I'm I'm actually using that very general. I'm not, I mean, I realize that might you know reference male, but I'm just talking about people. The people that are your sevens or eights, they can get better, they can get actually better. They can move to maybe a five or a six. They can move back towards the middle, but you you they can't do it on their own. I mean, they, they can't. The way that they have been nurtured through life, it's not going to happen. Uh, they are getting you to continue nurturing them the same way. And when you begin to resist that and give them a different way, which is what we're talking about, that actually can move them down the scale, so to speak, and down the scale in a good way.
1: Right. But for this episode, just as we kind of head for home here, we wanted to give you kind of a just a brief overview of um, you know what narcissism is from this perspective, because I think it's a very human perspective. And I like that, you know, because narcissists, like you're saying, are bred. They are these people that are nurtured to be this way. And in some ways, you can nurture them out of it. Um, and and also, we just want to bring some clarity to like what it is, what it isn't. So that in some ways, you know, some of the people out there that are listening will stop using that term. Um, you know, if anything, you could say, like, if somebody seems like they're narcissistic, some people will say narcissistic traits. I'm like, okay, that's better. But I just prefer like somebody who might be selfish, uh, you know, cause there are a lot of people out there that might just be selfish, self-focused. It might be hurt and they're wearing that hurt and they don't even really know it. That's somebody who's just going to be self-focused and that's not the same thing as a narcissist. Yes, indeed. So with all that, have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt, and you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life.